0: Today, we're going to talk about health and more specifically, mental health, not only because May is Mental Health Awareness Month, but also because it is something that is too often overlooked or thought about after needless tragedy and heartache, especially when you consider the state of the church and the mental health of those in leadership. One must seriously take a look at how irresponsible it is to allow certain behaviors to continue in the roles of leadership that are ultimately driving people away from both the church and God. This is Dr. E.C. Brown, and you are listening to the State Focused Radio Show. Hello and great day, everyone. Welcome to the Stay Focused Radio Show, where we are connecting faith to life. This is Dr. E.C. Brown, your Kingdom Heart Specialist. And for today's daily perspective, let us deal again, as I said before, with the issue of mental health. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And this month we are featuring um, several episodes or broadcasts that are intended to provide you with additional support on your mental health journey. And so um, just understand that um, as far as the church is concerned, um, the church, especially here in North America, has struggled to minister effectively to those um, with common mental health conditions. As well as their families. And I believe that one reason for the lack of effective ministry um, is the absence of an accepted model for mental health crisis solutions and not just psychological band aids. And so, understanding that yes, we do live in a fallen world with an enemy that never quits. And with that said, it is important for us to understand that we have authority in Christ as believers, and this is an essential part of living free and staying free. As followers of Christ or the believer, we have been tasked with bringing the, uh, the very uh, uh, concept, the very rule, the very culture of heaven uh, um, into our sphere of reality. Um, because when we look at the word authority, Um, The word authority means delegated power, and this means that the value of our authority rests in the power behind it. Matthew 28 and 18 says it best. The word of the Lord says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And therefore, when we put our faith in Christ, his authority is our authority. And guess what? I don't know about you, but that is great news simply because the God of the universe is the power of. Behind the authority that you and I wield in our possession. And when we understand this and when we know it and apply uh, in exercising it, exercising that authority, guess what? Not only can we face the enemy, but we can face the enemy fearlessly. Glory to God. Now, I want you to be aware that in this life, we have several. Things as the believer that we must be reminded of as far as the scriptures are concerned, uh, especially when we deal with fear. Uh, I believe it's second Timothy one and seven, it says that God did not give us the spirit of fear, but he did give us a spirit, which is one of power and of love and of a sound mind. I believe it is Isaiah 43 and one that says, look, do not fear because I have redeemed you and I have called you by name. And then he reaffirms it. And the Lord God says, you are mine. Glory to God. Even those that are dealing with depression. You know, we're going to we're going to tackle all of these things because guess what? Psalm 34 and 17 says that the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them and he delivers them from all their troubles. Uh, Psalm 42 and 11 says, uh, uh, I believe David said, look, why? my soul are you downcast or why are you cast down within me why are you so disturbed within me look and then he the reassurance comes when you say uh put your hope in god for i will yet praise him i will yet praise my savior and my god in the new testament second corinthians 1 uh, chapter 1 verses 3 and 4 says praise be to the god and father of our lord jesus christ The father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we comfort ourselves have received from God. And so, again, as we deal with this, as we tackle depression, as we tackle anxiety, um, you know, even when I think about anxiety, I think about Jeremiah 29 and 11, which is a reassurance uh, to, to let us know that no matter what is going on, no matter what kind of goals may seem unreachable, no matter how much the dream may seem uh, uh, just that, just a dream, you have to know that God has said in His Word that. His thoughts toward us are of peace and not of evil to give us a future and a hope. Glory to God. And guess what? I I believe it's in John, uh, uh, the 27th verse of chapter 14, uh, where the word of the Lord says, uh, Jesus said, look, peace is what I leave with you. It is my own peace that I give you. I do not give you this peace as the world does. Uh, Therefore, do not be worried and upset. Do not be afraid. So we have to understand that in all of these things that we are bombarded with mentally, there is an out. There is rest. And, and guess what? We're, we're not just going to tackle this from the biblical perspective, although that is our foundation, although that is where we are rooted in. We're tackling this from even a psychological or psychiatric standpoint as well, because in doing that, it is necessary to understand that the word of God has come to heal you holistically. Glory to God. And in healing you holistically, God is going to perform great wonders In your lives. To God be the glory. Coming up next I have a dear friend of mine by the name of Angel Williams who has a wonderful song entitled We Praise You. Guess what? We have it here and here it is. God bless. We'll be right back.
1: This is Angel Williams, and you are listening to the Stay Focused Radio Show with Dr. E.C. Brown, your Kingdom Heart Specialist. Jehovah, Jehovah, you are a great God. That's who you are, mm, my mighty king, ruler of everything. You are a great God. That's who you are. Change. a great God that's who you are
2: No more raining. No more rain. Only
1: sunshine. Only
2: sunshine in your life. See your light
1: is
2: shining. Your light is shining. Your light is shining. And it's
1: time for your
2: breakthrough. No matter what you're going through, you're not alone. You feel lonely. You feel lonely. And you don't
1: know what to do.
2: No matter what's going on in your life. So just smile a, while, smile a while, and give God And give God all you've been through. You know why? I got good news. I've got good news. Good news. Good news, good news, good news. I've got good news. good news. Your storm is over. Good news, good news. Peppers on the way. Come on, let's tell them no more rain. No more rain. Only sunshine. Only sunshine in your
1: life.
2: Say, your light is shining. Light is shining and
1: it's time for
2: your breakthrough. No matter what's going on. Either you, know, you feel lonely. You feel lonely. And you don't know what to do. And you
1: don't
2: know what to do. Come on, God is with you. So just smile a while, smile a while. And, give God. and give God all you've been through. I believe that, because i got good news. I've got good, good news. Good news, good news, good
1: news.
2: I believe it. i got good news. Good
0: Until then, I'm used to faith and prayer weapons, I tell fear, get the step in like Martin told so she ain't a best friend they go to exit, she getting reckless
1: cause I father didn't give us that, he gave us love, peace, the sound mind, remember that when the enemy try to tell you different he be lying, trying to get your feelings caught up in what you see, so you're driven by your emotions whenever you gotta wait on got to come through with the blessings you done prayed on, he may not come through when you want him, but he's on time, lift your head up, oh, eat gates, yes, stay strong I got good news, see you are loved by the most high, so put your faith in God, whenever life tries can sever your connection like bad Wi Fi, so don't try anything else until you
2: try God. for real. With all of my heart. Come on up. Uh. That He still loves you. Come on up. Uh. See, I know the pain And heard it cause. Come on, and you will get through it. And I believe her. With all of my heart. Uh. Come on. He still loves you. See ya, I know the painer. Uh, the painer. Uh, the pain that it causes, And you will get through. And you will get through. Here we go. See, you don't have to worry good news. You don't have to worry good news. Stormer. Uh, the storm is over. You know that God loves you he loves you, he loves you good, no. say you don't have to worry you don't have to worry good, no. come on uh, the storm in your life is over,
1: is over
2: good, no. God is gonna bring sunshine he loves you, he
1: loves you good, no. say you don't have
2: to worry, you don't have to worry
1: good, no. the storm is over
2: the storm is over you don't have to worry, he loves you, good you don't have to worry,
3: when life is hard and you need a place to run for healing, for connection, for hope. Finish Line Christian Center is ready and waiting with open arms to help. Located in Mount Holly, we are a real church for real people, preaching and teaching the extraordinary gospel of Jesus Christ with ministries designed for all ages and backgrounds that will feed your faith. Find your new family at Finish Line Christian Center. Learn more at flcconline.com. Hey, I'm Pastor Shannon Williams from Finish Line Christian Center. You are listening to the Stay Focused Radio Program with Dr. E.C. Brown, your Kingdom Heart Specialist.
2: And now for your Midday Momentum. I know life is hard right now, and I feel like you just can't make it. We just want to encourage you on today that you have victory. You are a champion. You will win. Just keep striving. Gonna make it. Say when. when
1: your
2: road seems bad. And your burdens. And your burdens are so hard to bear. I know this thing is tough right now for you. But you just gotta like keep believing and make. keep praying that you're gonna make it. You just gotta keep, you gotta, holding. Keep
1: holding. You gotta keep
2: holding. No matter what comes your way, just keep striving, come on. so remember that you have just remember that God is going to get the glory out of this thing
1: you're not alone
2: this is just your testimony so don't give up so you just got to keep holding come on no matter what life brings your way you just got to keep holding come on up your voice and say, hold on, on. no matter what the doctor says, you just got to keep holding, you shall live and not die, just hold on, on. on. my God is bigger than cancer, so you just got to keep holding, come on. on, my God. Don't give up the fight. Don't give up
1: the
2: fight I know things are hard right now. And it feels like you just can't get ahead. Problems of the problems in your life you're
1: facing.
2: When would it end?
1: Don't give up the
2: God is gonna finish it for you. Just let him fight for you. You're gonna make it. You can take it. Come on. on. Say don't give up. Don't give up We've been we in for, for a night Just hold on you Just believe just He's with you Come on Say wrong. Don't give up the fight Don't give up the fight We've been in for a night Come on You just be strong Everybody just hold on He got you You can make it.
1: Don't give up, Don't give up, Don't give up, Don't give up Come on Hold up, hold on. hold to hold up, hold on. hold 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 on. hold on. hold 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 hold
2: hold up, made a door we've been enough for a night you just be strong you just be strong And keep holding everybody on everybody
0: Welcome back to the Stay Focused Radio Show where we are connecting faith to life. This is Dr. E.C. Brown, your Kingdom Heart Specialist. And for today's Midday Momentum, as we discuss mind over matter, um, again, I'm dealing or addressing uh, church leadership today um, as we begin this series this month, uh, the month of May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. I wanted to begin dealing with um, church leadership um, as an apostle of the Lord in the Lord's Church I I deem it necessary to uh, stay in my lane rather um, and and address this uh, particular aspect of it. Um, So let's talk about it. Um, One of the most needed things is for church leaders to acknowledge publicly and often um, is that we as people are more than just bodies and souls. In fact, I have come to find out that when Uh, We, as the leadership of the church, publicly proclaim that uh, the church is a safe place to express your emotions. Uh, The church is a safe place to have feelings. And then to that next step of having targeted discussions concerning even mental health. I believe that that is the only way that our churches can become places of support um, and healing. Um, Too often uh, we neglect the truth of what is right before us Um, and I believe that most pastors and church leaders are unaware of the extent to which the experience of a mental health disorder um, or should I say those serious mental health conditions such as depression uh, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder um, and even the more common conditions such as or including anxiety disorder, ADHD and PTSD do truly impact, uh, the attendance and the engagement in worship services, um, and even our church programs. Um, what I have come to, uh, identify if you would, is that even even when we hear the terminology mind over matter, um, you know, some things are not just a thing of mind over matter to where, um, you could just wield something to happen and it goes away. Um, um, if you are like me who have, uh, had migraines or, or horrendous headaches, um, the migraine or those headaches take place as a sign that something is off and something is wrong. And so, uh, when you have someone who is dealing with a perpetual or continual mental health disorder, um, it is a sign that something is wrong. It does, it, it, and understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying there's something wrong with you, but there's something wrong that needs to be addressed. There, there's a mental blockage. There's uh, could be a mental blockage. There, there could be um, an enormous or immense amount of pressure and or stress uh, that, that is causing other things to, to be triggered. And so um, I want to just give you real, real quick, just six warning signs um, to what I believe are what causes, um, the church not to grow. Um, because again, uh, after coming out of two years of being bombarded with COVID-19 updates and being bombarded, um, with, with statistics and, and metrics, uh, for the spread of, uh, uh, the coronavirus, um, COVID-19, um, You would think that the church would have remained on on target and on message. Um, And those of you that are are, uh, avid listeners to the Stay Focused radio show, you know that me saying this part right here is not the first time that I have addressed this because right now we deal with two cultures um or two doctrinal beliefs in the church um and and neither one of those doctrinal beliefs are of God. Uh the first doctrinal belief is that of um uh, uh a patriotic gospel. A, a gospel that says that um you know for God and country. And there is nowhere in scripture that you would see or you would see uh, uh God enforcing us to stand up uh, for the illegal, illegitimate law or uh, legalistic processes of a country as well as stand up for uh, uh, the kingdom of God because the two things are not the same. You, The Bible even says, Jesus it goes as far as saying, look, no man can serve two masters. You'll either love one and find yourself hating the other. And so, therefore, with well, that scripture as my as my focal point for that particular doctrinal uh, 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 or undoctrinal belief system is that there is no way you can stand up uh, for the kingdom of God and defend the kingdom of heaven with a tenacity like no other. While also simultaneously justifying the rule of law that governs this country uh, as well as the world. uh, uh there is no way you can do it. There is no way you can do it because somewhere along the line something is going to conflict with each other, and then you will have, then you will be faced with the truth of the matter or the or the question: Is God wrong or is my patriotism wrong? I can guarantee you, God will not be wrong. The other doctrinal belief system is that of civil rights. Um, uh, uh, both. Again, this doctrinal belief system, um, I've said it before many times, would have you trying to find Martin Luther King in your Bible, would have you trying to find Malcolm X somewhere in scripture, uh, walking hand in hand with Jesus, uh, because these are the people that you hear so much about in the black church coming up from my personal experience. These are the people that you hear about every week. Um, and the, these are the, uh, the quotes that you have from people uh, and, and, and the thing about it that we've been so indoctrinized to be so hateful uh, when it comes down to civil rights or, or the civil rights movement or that which um, does plague our society such as injustice as well as segregation as well as racism as well as prejudice which do exist um, but at the same time the the whole movement of the civil rights movement, if you remember, those of you that were around then, I believe that that movement was led by God-fearing people, people that had a relationship with the Lord Jesus, and they were doing it to defend other people. Whereas now the doctrine of civil rights only looks as far back as slavery amplifies it and keeps you in a perpetual cycle of being mad and upset with someone of another color or another race. Needlessly and unnecessarily so. Why do I say unnecessarily so? Because if any of that was going to change anything, surely by now we would see something change. The only doctrine that matters for the church, uh uh be it so uh, uh neglected as it is, is the doctrine or the gospel of Jesus in whom we call the Christ. But I believe that even with that being said, that that even with the racism. And there are a lot of mental health uh, disorders that have been triggered. Uh, uh, you 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 have people on a day-to-day basis that have experienced uh, the very signs of partum uh, depression or or, or post-traumatic uh, stress disorder, PTSD. Uh, um, you, you have people that have been experiencing that just by watching all the images on, on social media, on the television of black men and black women being murdered, being assassinated, and and that has caused for a level of PTSD within the black community, whether you want to admit it or not, whether you want to address it or not. Hey, it's up to you. But the truth of the matter is, these things do exist. At the same time, to look at that or to to have these experiences and act and act as though we can just Jesus it all away really puts us at a place of mental retardation because nowhere does that make sense. Even the word of the Lord uh, uh, says, call upon him while he is yet near, meaning that while we have this opportunity for God to intervene, yes, we do call upon him. But then the word of the Lord also says, teach my hands to war and my fingers to fight. That means that that doesn't mean you go out and slap people, but it does mean that you do your part in effective bringing, effectively bringing about change. And so there are six warning signs um, that I want to talk about today um, as we kick off this month's uh, Mental Health Awareness Month uh, series entitled Mind Over Matter. There are six warning signs uh, that your church culture is indeed toxic, because, as I said at the introduction of this show, that there are people that are in leadership that should not be in leadership and when i say leadership i'm not talking about the senior leader i'm not talking about the lead pastor i'm not talking about the the uh uh, the founder of the church only i'm talking also about those that are in leadership roles uh because every church has a culture Uh, and the thing is we have to begin to ask i said well how do we know um if the culture is toxic Um, You know, we have toxic work environments that many of us go to week in and week out, uh, day in and day out. And then we come into church reacting or responding to the people in the church as if they were your co-workers. Again, that is a sign of that something is wrong. And so more importantly, uh, let me ask you this question. How would you know whether you are creating a toxic uh, church culture as a leader? Um, Because we've gone through, again, two years of being bombarded with nothing but COVID that it seemed as though that was the only thing that matters. And guess what? While everyone was focusing on COVID, there have been many unnecessary suicides. People have taken their own lives because their mental health disorders were not being effectively, uh, or compact or even compassionately addressed. And so look, um, it doesn't have to be, um, the way of having a toxic work, work environment or a toxic church environment. Um, uh, and for many of us, it certainly isn't that way. Uh, I want you to always remember that as a leader, you as a leader are an architect of culture, whether you know it or not, whether uh, you intend to or not, whatever you do as a leader, you are creating culture. And part of shaping a healthy culture is being aware of the signs of toxic and healthy cultures, um, and so question number one, uh, again is, you know, how do you know if your church culture is toxic? Well, believe it or not, the Bible gives excellent and practical advice, um, uh, uh, uh you know, in Galatians chapter five verses 16 through 23, uh, just as a health check, um, f- f- for me personally, um, that is what I always refer to uh, simply because it describes what healthy and unhealthy is uh, pertaining to being a leader of the church. Again, that's Galatians 5, 16 through, through 23. I urge you to go read it, um, you know. Um, so let me let me get to this real quick. Um, the, the number one uh, uh, earmark that you do have a hostile church culture or hostile church environment um, is the uh, uh, politician wins mentality uh, because one short sign of a toxic culture is that you have to play politics in order to get anything done. Um, you know, things have gotten too political. Um, you will know that things have gotten too political in your church when decisions rarely get made the way they're supposed to be made. Um, decisions happen outside of meetings um, you you can't get a yes without offering something in return, uh, or you have to lobby to be heard continually. That is a sign that you have a politicians win culture, which is very toxic. Um, and no, because in none of these things that I, I have mentioned uh, to you, do you see anyone consulting God? So if you're consistent, if you are constantly um, jockeying, lobbying, or courting favor to get the right decision made. It's a sign that your organization or your church is unhealthy. Um, in the local church, having to play politics to win is a sure sign that, look, that there is sin. And when you do what you say you're going to do the way you said you're going to do it, you bring health, proper health uh, to, to your establishment. Um, uh, again, I'm going to say that last part again. In the local church, having to play politics to win is a sure sign that there is sin that is not not being addressed. Number two, uh, what's publicly said is different than what privately happened. Again, what is publicly said is different than what happened privately. Another sign that things have become toxic or that your culture in church is toxic is when, you know, there is a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde conversation mentality. Uh, You know, things are bad when there's a spin on every issue. And nothing can be said publicly without agreeing or what gets said first. And for sure, there are times where a situation is delicate and you will want to agree on what gets said publicly to honor everyone involved. Still in too many organizations and churches, the things that need to be addressed are never addressed. Uh, And, and the things that need to get said never get to be said to those that it really pertains to. And then whatever is done privately, uh, uh, is never announced the same way, uh, 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 that it should be publicly. Uh, and at the end of the day, the, the final product of, of that is totally, be totally different or opposite of the intended, uh, uh, outcome that you desire. Um, many of us have to have an, uh, uh, an understanding that living in this type of culture, uh, with that mentality, uh, uh, Cannot help anyone get, go to sleep at night. It it, it can't. It cannot. And so, uh, how do, how do you do that? Well, number one, you have to deal with things in love. Uh, 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 because I don't know about you, but if I if I've done something, there's nothing more gratifying or or satisfying uh, to to have someone pull you to the side um, and talk to you privately about a matter. Um, and and begin to really address you to find out what is the heart of the issue Um, and then you actually get to tell them what the true story is or get to tell them what's really going on that's when clarity comes about not only does clarity come about that's when um, you yourself get off of your chest what has been having you emotionally distraught Uh, so again remember that what gets said Privately, uh, publicly, being different than what happens privately is a sign that things have become toxic. Um, Number three, um, you deal with conflict by talking about people and not to people. Never forget the golden rule of conflict management, which is talk to the person you have an issue with, not about them. I'm going to say that one more time. The golden rule of conflict management is to talk to the person you have an issue with, and not about them. In too many churches and organizations all across this <laughs> this nation, uh, uh the opposite is true. People talk about people rather than talking to them. Or or let me, let me let me rephrase that. Uh you don't really talk to people, you talk with people. Uh uh and so the the issue is uh being talked uh talked about is different than being talked with, having a conversation with. Um, the church should be the best illustration uh in the world for dealing with conflict but too often we have been considered the worst Uh, and so uh look the next time you want to talk about someone next time you want to gossip about something you next time you want to uh you know just address some mess that's going on um speak to them instead of going around talking to everybody else Uh, um, because if you can't or you just refuse to there's something wrong with you and so pay attention to that. I know a lot of times we like to fault the leader and point the finger at the leader. Well, he needs to do this and he needs to do that and she needs to do this. And she should have said that. But again, if you're not going to them directly or you are refusing to go to them directly and address that with them, with the purpose of bringing clarity and forward momentum, you have the problem. And therefore, I'm, and I'm saying that uh, to say, look, you take it upon yourself to try to resolve the conflict. Uh uh, uh uh by first taking it to the Lord because trying to resolve conflict by gossiping about the person that you know you're angry with or because you want to get the rumor that you had off of your chest you know to the person you know um that is basically like trying to extinguish a fire with jet fuel the flames only become become intensified and it only engulfs or inflames things around it. And surely occasionally you will need to, uh, uh, you know, advice from people about about a certain situation. But there's there's a difference between seeking out advice for something and then intentionally going to hurt someone, intentionally going to try to spread something so that you can start talking about it. Uh, uh, Truth of the matter is, do we always get it right? No, but it is an excellent integrity trick. integrity check rather excuse me for us to try to live by because if you want more uh, 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 ways to deal with issues first of all uh, we have to do what the scripture says and and you know before you address the the moat or the beam in someone's eye you first would have to deal with the forest that's right before your own face Uh, the next one is um, the, the the clear way that you can you can know that you have a hostile church environment or a toxic culture in your church is when the disagreements or the the church fights are normalized look understand conflict is normal church fights should never be normal it should never be normal for people to go try to strangle each other. It should never be normal uh, for people to cuss each other out on a weekly basis. It should never be normal for there to always be some kind of uh, uh, mess or drama uh, or confusion going on, on on a weekly basis. Yet, so many congregations are in a perpetual fighting mode. Um, you know, one day it's the music. Uh, as a musician, you know, it used to be pe- to people, um, music is too loud. Um, uh um, the song was too long um y'all sung too many songs uh y'all didn't sing the right songs the songs y'all, y'all sung all slow songs y'all sung fast songs so look i understand that as as a as a musician minister of music uh that, look we're, we're often beat upon and, and attacked um uh, uh why so-and-so got to lead all the songs why he got to sing all the songs uh can anybody else get up there and sing uh just uh, just me my private soapbox moment right here. I will interject this right here. Well, maybe if you come to church on time, maybe you can get up there and sing some songs too. I digress. Moving right along. Um, you know, so yeah, it's the music. And then the next day, it'll be the carpet. The next day, it'll be the kitchen. The next day, it's some uh, member of the church getting ganged up on because they didn't wave at somebody. Uh, somebody may have started shouting and dancing in church and may have stumped on somebody's toe. and now hey, Because, you know, you said or assumed it was intentional you're looking for a fight. And so there's a toxic culture when people come to church looking for a fight. There's something toxic uh, and and mentally off when you come into the house of God with the intention of starting an argument with someone. Because guess what? If we as leadership don't address these issues, the failure to correct these warning signs that even that I'm mentioning uh, 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 is why is why Churches are empty now. It ain't because of COVID. People have said they are. They refuse to return back to a hostile worship environment. They refuse to come and be a part of your toxic culture. And instead of doing all the infighting as if it's normal, no, they said no. I, I want if if I'm gonna have peace in my life, I need to have it at the especially at the house of God. Um, um, the next thing is. Is when there's a uh, uh, us versus them mentality uh, because the church should always be we and not in an us or them. Fundamentally, being a believer causes us to die to ourselves. And guess what? It should be on a day to day basis. Um, and as we die to ourselves, there should be a rising to something that's bigger than ourselves. Every believer should never forget that. But some Do. Uh, uh some some do and because uh whether it is the uses versus whether it is the us versus them mentality um, that does exist between what I would describe as factions in the church or between your church and the community it's a all it's a suicide mission uh, uh concerning the the growth of the church and is always fatal um because the role of a leader, um, is to raise the church's vision high enough, to ur- and urgently enough for everyone to become bigger, uh, 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 for everyone to see the vision as bigger than everyone, so that they, so that we will all understand. Look, we are in this together. Uh, uh, guess what? United, we should stand. Because truly, if we are divided, uh, we will fall. Um, the role of a leader, and guess what? I've even had discussions with uh, leadership recently about there is only one job. Uh, you know, I've, I've saw memes uh, on social media of a stop sign that uh, stop wasn't spelled correctly, or, or or things of that nature, and then the caption would read, "You only had one job." I've saw memes where someone had taken a picture of a parking lot, um, or even a, a a a the lines in the road. And whether it's the parking lot lines or the lines in the road being off or crooked. And then the statement is you only had one job. So believer, I want to remind you this. Leaders, we only have one job. It's not to talk about our legacy. It's not to build ministry. It's not to build the church. It's not to be anointed. It's not to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. That's a part of it. It's not to preach the gospel. That's a part of it. Our one job is to lead souls to Christ. And how do we do that? By example. Uh, that's right. Again, what did I say earlier? We create a culture without even trying to. Why? Because you are the only Bible That someone will ever read. You are the only Bible. You are the only expression of the love of God that someone may ever come in contact with. And therefore, um, you have to be responsible enough to say, I have to live my life in such a way that even if no one directly comes up to me, I know that I have led a life of value and uh, 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 virtual and virtuousness. Uh, That has brought glory and honor to the name of the Lord. And with that being said, the next one is this. Is when you are in an environment that no one takes responsibility. No one takes responsibility. Let me ask you these questions. Something's broken in your church. Who's going to fix it? No one. Someone. Anybody but you. As long as you believe the problem is someone else's fault, the situation will never get better. I'm asking you this question right now. For those of you that are in, that feel like you belong to a hostile church environment, or you belong you are you are in a toxic church, and you feel that the leader isn't doing all that they need to do, I'm going to ask you this question: What kind of member are you? Think about it, really. Are you the kind of member that doesn't take responsibility for what you said out of your mouth? If no one's coming back to church, have you did your very best to encourage them? Or have you just been going around talking down, uh, uh, talking bad about the pastor? Saying what she needs to do, what she needs to cut out, saying what that he never should have did this. Or are you praying that the very God of all peace would protect your leader are you even praying for your leader what kind of member are you because if the first thing that came to your mind when I said what kind of member are you was when well, I pay my tithes and offering baby go ahead and keep it God don't need your money the church don't either and I know somebody may get mad because I said it but guess what it's the honest to God truth the word of the Lord says look if you're going to give give cheerfully And there is no way you can differentiate emotionally that you are giving cheerfully while you are complaining about leadership. There is no way you can be giving cheerfully while you are uh, 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 constantly uh, uh, pissed off, for lack of better terminology, to the highest level of pissivity, all because the pastor won't do what you want him or her to do. Seriously, ask yourself, what kind of member are you? Because again, as long as we believe that the problem is someone else's fault. Situations will never get better. Issues will never be dealt with. And growth will never take place. Will never take place. And look, I understand. You may not be responsible for all of it. But you're likely responsible for some of it. And own that. Take ownership for that. You know because guess what blame is the opposite of responsibility and leaders who stop the blame cycle and take responsibility have the potential have the unlimited potential to usher in not only real change but have the opportunity to usher in the undeniable presence of Almighty God when you stop blaming other people for what not for, for what's not being done but you own What you haven't done. It's called truth. Because, look, when no one takes responsibility and everybody just wants to play the blame game, you find yourself blaming the culture, you find yourself blaming the pastor, the deacons, the musician, the choir the armor bearer the adjutant the financial person you you will blame everybody but until you take responsibility things will never get better because look James said it best he says that a double minded man is unstable in all of his ways and what that literally means is this take yourself out of the equation of the church put yourself at home isolated by yourself And you're home by yourself. Isolated. No one's around you. No one has come to visit you. And your house is dirty. Whose fault is it? The bathroom isn't clean. Whose fault is it? Your lights are not on. They got disconnected. Whose fault is it? There is no food in your refrigerator. Whose fault is it? Because when you have a mentality of blaming everyone else sadly with this disorder and this type of mental illness that is so ravaging the church right now that type of person will find a way to blame everyone else for their house being dirty they'll find a way to blame everyone else for them not to have groceries they'll find a way to find fault with people who it's, it's a it's a It's a non-starter that if you're the only one there. Then things should be different. So look. We have to aim and focus ourselves on getting healthy. It doesn't matter if nobody else is focusing on getting healthy. Look, I want you to know that your mental health matters. And even in some of these things, you have to begin to decompress and disconnect. So that you're not contaminated by these things so that because guess what? These things will drive you to act out of character if you're not careful. Dealing with people who have these characteristics or these earmarks uh, uh, will, will drive you to no end to be to be to be agitated. And so I want you to, to, to make up in your mind right now that what's to come in your life, what God has promised you is a lot bigger than any excuse you can come up with as far as why you're not there yet. People want to leave church and then go to other churches and then the main thing they say was, I'm not being fed. Really? Because in in the, in the spiritual, I see a whole lot of fat people. I see a whole lot of people overweight because they've been consuming the word. They've been they've been consuming. They've been they've they've been they've been consuming the word, but it has not taken root. And I know you may say, well, if if they have, if it hasn't taken root, they've been consuming it. Why are they like you said fat or overweight in the spirit? Well, there's a difference. Just, be, just because something is big doesn't mean that it grew that way properly. Because guess what? Even when we discuss church growth, there is a difference. There is a, there is a paramount difference in growth and swelling. When church growth comes, it's because the toxic work environments or the toxic uh, hostile church environments are being dealt with immediately and squashed, whereas cultures that feed off of these toxic earmarks—oh, they're big. Some of, some some big some big churches have these cultures, the, these these culture uh, uh, earmarks, uh, characteristics uh, that I, that I just gave you. But they're only big because of swelling. The people that are there, they're not there for change. They're there for themselves. And just like like I asked a question a moment ago what kind of member are you? What kind of believer are you? Does your mental health matter to you so much that you understand what the word of the Lord declares? Where it says, look, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Are you guarding your hearts today? Because if you're not guarding your heart you are opening up yourself for attacks for unnecessary warfare. And God has planned better for you. Because if you take an honest look at the pace you're currently living would you want to do that forever? Because if so, or if not rather, when are you going to change? This has been your Midday Momentum. This is Dr. E.C. Brown, your Kingdom Heart Specialist, and I'll be right
3: back after this. Are you interested in promoting your church business or book during our show? Simply call us today at 330 362 8733. Again, that's 330 Focused.
0: Well, that concludes our show for today. Thank you all for joining me for this Stay Focused Friday here on the Stay Focused Radio Show, where we are connecting faith to life. Again, this is Dr. E.C. Brown, your Kingdom Heart Specialist. Be sure to join me next Friday as my special guest will be the phenomenal Apostle Dr. Angela Miles of I Want to See You Win Ministries in Dallas, Texas. And by the way, if you're not doing anything tonight, join me online tonight uh, for the second anniversary of I Want to See You Win Ministries uh, out of Texas, uh, where Pastor Derek and Apostle Angela Miles are the pastors. Um, so until next Friday, remember to stay focused and remember that God loves you, and so do I. God bless.
3: Thanks for joining us this week on the Stay Focused Radio Show with Dr. E.C. Brown, your Kingdom Heart Specialist. Make sure to visit our website, www.edmundcbrown.org, where you can subscribe to the show as well as find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcast, TuneIn, Anchor, FM, and iHeart Radio so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on all platforms that you listen to us, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you liked this show you might want to check out the book that started it all entitled, Stay Focused, The Mandate to Manifest Spiritual Maturity Now, by Dr. Edmund C. Brown. Dr. E.C. Brown is available for bookings concerning mentorship, private coaching, or workshop clinician to help you and your staff navigate through today's current climate. Simply contact us at 330-FOCUSED, that's 330 362 Thanks again for joining us and remember to stay focused as we advance the kingdom of heaven, one listener at a time.